0: Okay, guys. So another very special show today. Again, we have very interesting guests and I'm very excited to have you on. Again, somebody who is not familiar with this man's face so far. Again, you should go and follow him. They just reached 10k on Instagram. So again, congratulations with that. That's a big achievement, you know, for you guys. I know that there's the shameless plug, but Frank Patalano, and I'm pronouncing your surname right, Uh, Patelano, yeah. Patelano, Patelano, Frank Patelano. That's an Italian surname, right? Yes, yes. My father was Italian. Got it, got it. So you're going to see this. The the bio is is very cool, guys. So he's been investing in real estate for about 15 years and multifamily for over 10. Starting out as a school teacher, he used his income to buy more and more investments until he generated enough money to leave his full-time job. So he's uh, work free. Frank is basically or actively involved in about 950 doors in six markets across the United States. He has been expanding into other real estate uh, related projects. So one of those is real estate educational company podcast called Cashflow Kings. You should go and subscribe definitely on YouTube, uh, on on, uh, Instagram, not Instagram, iTunes. Of course, it's gonna be on YouTube as well, I'm sure. Uh, Virtual assistant business called Real Estate Helper, and he has experience in single multifamily commercial rentals. Frank has also some experience in hard money lending, new construction, and fix and flips. So quite a bio over here, man. It's just, you know, impressive. And, you know, I'm just very excited to have you on and just dig deep into, you know, some good questions. So thank for being you.
1: Here. Thank you. It's actually awesome. Uh, we just hit on Instagram. We just, the cash flow Kings just hit 10000 followers this
0: morning. So that was pretty cool. Here you go, the cash flow kings. So, and again, I love the I love I love the shirt. So it's awesome. Oh, yeah, always staying busy. Yeah, yeah. So it's great. Like this is a great man. Like you know, I've, I've been following you, you know, for quite a while. Like I saw your journey, not even on Instagram, going to the 10K, but just you know, in real estate business and like you're doing tremendous things going around like US. Yes, you have a speaking event coming up. I, I see that it's on a post. So you just going places, you know, and you building your own success and your own wealth with this real estate business. But you're helping others to achieve the same and more at the same time. So, you know, that that's phenomenal. So again, for the people who never saw you, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, maybe you can give a little bit of your bio and the story, how first of all, you got involved into real estate and transition from being a school teacher into full-time real estate investing. Sure. So um, when I was a kid, uh, my dad owned, you know, a couple
1: properties, but nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he didn't want me to learn a thing. So I never learned how to lift a hammer or anything else. But um, I always looked up to him a lot. He was a police officer and uh, stuff like that. But he was older when he had me. And uh, he died when I was in high school. And one of the things he told me to do is he said, "Go um, go get a college degree and go get a real job. So uh, I decided to uh, become a teacher, and I taught history and uh, geography for about uh, 17 years. But uh, as you know, schools change a lot, and uh, people, uh, I guess I always went back to my roots of wanting to be an entrepreneur and own some real estate. So I read uh, that book that everybody loves called uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. And uh, about 15 years ago, I bought my own house at the top of the market, and uh, more importantly, I bought my first multis about 10 years ago. And uh, just go one step at a time. I bought uh, a triplex in uh, Rhode Island and then uh, bought another one and another one the next year and stuff like that. One or two one or two every year until I get to the point that I've uh, generated enough income that I don't need to work. Sometimes I'll take a little side thing the here or there or I'll stay busy with something else. You know, I'm married. Uh, my wife still loves doing her job. She still works. And uh, we have three kids at home. So uh, one thing that's really cool is that I can walk my uh, my twins that are in elementary school. I can walk them to school every morning, you know, stuff like that. So that's really awesome. And uh, sometimes uh, I joke that I'm a little too lazy, but then uh, people say, oh, my God, you see how much stuff you guys get done in the course of a week? You know, so it's all about managing expectations, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's great. Like, you know, because, again, there's a lot of people like particularly in the States, like I'm not from there, you know, except the flag that I have hanging, you know, beside me. So it's a lot of people not in the US like all over the like Europe, you name it, you know, all over the world and people having this, you know, like they work nine to five or nine to nine, nine to 12. People do some crazy hours. I know I did. So, you know, and you like you want that freedom again, maybe spend some time with the family as you do like taking, you know, kids to school and then coming back, you have your free time and like, you know, you're not under pressure, like you always have to go and, and do, you know, stuff. And still you're meeting the ends like every month or every week. So, you know, for those people who are watching and they still have the full time job, what will be your one piece of advice for them if they're looking to get involved into real estate? Like, where should they get started? So the main thing to get started with, and I know many people probably say it, is the concept of
1: knowledge. Read as much as you can, listen to these podcasts, watch videos, stuff like that, and uh, get to the point where you start to feel a little comfortable, and uh, especially, I don't know all the rules, all the tax rules and everything else in, in other parts of the world, but um, in In the United States, just uh, the way they have it set up, there are tax benefits to owning real estate. And there are leverage opportunities where you can get a 30-year mortgage or a 15-year mortgage on properties. And uh, they really want you to own real estate because people that own real estate are um, more productive to society in some ways here in the United States. That's what they're considered. You know, they're, they're renting to other people that need help uh we're fixing up properties all the time helping helping others have a decent place to live you know
0: yeah yeah and the government look at you like these people who are looking to you just because you're gonna like when you're gonna fix up the building it's gonna look nicer the neighborhood is gonna look better so you're just improving stuff and that's why the government gives a lot of tax you know advantages for for these business owners yeah so, and not just
1: that though so um yeah. also besides just knowledge think about saving but don't save just to stick into a bank and i know there are countries right now that are giving like negative interest rates or almost zero but start building that money up and uh depending on when you release this i mean the stock market hasn't been doing too well the past day or two stuff like that um you got to get out there and you have to invest it okay whether it's starting just a small business some way to i don't care if you're uh you're buying some soda cans and resell them at a higher price or sneakers or video games or anything else. Start with that entrepreneurial mold. And then over time, then you can try to buy some real estate. I mean, shoot, I've bought deals. I'm not sure where you guys have it there, but I've bought deals, no money down. Uh, there was a property, a single family that the guy I knew he did not want to deal with the property anymore. He, he owned it, but he didn't want to go through fixing it up because people want top dollar when it's nice. So he sold it to me at a discount, he actually held a mortgage on it for a
0: few years. why I fixed it up and rented it out yeah so there, there is ways to get involved into real estate, even if you don't have i mean it it comes down to creativity and the knowledge like but you know that's where a lot of people get stuck in that because they think like most of the people that I had you know as a guest on they're like, I always thought you know particularly Mozart family that it's for rich people, like you have to be a billionaire to acquire all these like fifty million dollar and there is a way to do that like through real estate syndication but i mean you have to be sophisticated enough to know how to raise like capital and how to put these deals together there's a lot of moving different pieces so it takes time and effort to to you know to, to start running this type of business but everybody can buy a house yeah you know? absolutely that's an easy start so where did you start it i mean because you in the bio as i mentioned you did the construction fix and flips uh so like when, when you was a teacher, what was the first, have you bought your houses, you fixed them, flip and sold them? Like what was your kind of entry point in real estate?
1: So I tried a few things and actually my first uh, try, I actually lost money. I bought some vacant land uh, in Massachusetts at, a, at an auction in New York city. And uh, I lost $20,000 on that. And uh, many people would have given up right there and uh, stopped. But uh, what I did is uh, my first one was, uh, that I really started to make money was buying a triplex, um, in uh, Pawtucket, Rhode Island. And what I did was at the time, it was worth about, uh, it was for sale. It was a foreclosure. It was for sale around $130,000. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they made me put down 25%. So, uh, you know, about 32,000 or so I actually had a little bit of stock. So I sold a few shares of stock, um, and just everything else was saving. And, uh, so we bought that. We uh, immediately rented uh, one of the units and then we fixed up another one and we rented it and then we fixed up the third. And uh, I gotta be honest with you, even at that price, I didn't make money out it the first couple of years. Uh, it took a lot of uh, time, effort, a little bit of personal property management on my own in order for uh, that place to, to start to cash flow. It took a little while. Okay, you know, one year would be a new roof, next year would be the heating system, then maybe a couple of water heaters you know, stuff like that. And the rents were low. But what was beautiful was that over, you know, a couple of years, you could gradually raise rents, just like it would go with inflation. And uh, you could start to pay down the mortgage and you could start to build some equity. So, I mean, right now that property is worth around 300000 but I don't plan on selling it uh, because it's generating cash flow each and every month.
0: Mm, and and that's where you in this game for, as your t-shirt said, cash flow kings. That uh, cash flow is the king, right? Yes, it's more yeah. important than cash itself. The
1: cash flow it pays you. Uh, it's it basically you have properties and stocks and everything else that's paying you every single month. It's paying you yeah. something positive return. So I mean, there are people that sit on cash right now. I mean, I have a friend that hates real estate, and uh, they have you know fifty thousand dollars sitting in the bank in a bank account, and it's like. That's that's not only is it not making any money because of interest rates, but uh, you know the dollar, the American dollar is going down in value as as many other currencies are It's a, it's a fiat currency.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. But due to inflation, yeah. So can can we talk? Can we just a little bit expand on that? That I, I think that will be a good talk topic. Again, you know the the mindset you know, cause again, a lot of people have a false perspective, as I said, you know, like acquire these multifamily properties, you have to be a billionaire or like super rich. It's only for, for those type of people. So again, like, how did you start? Like, cause I know you got involved in the business, like buying these, you know, single family houses, but like, have you educated yourself and like what ways have you did that because again like in a traditional educational system you have a completely different mindset there's you don't need a business mindset so how did you transition from that to that like how did you you know like develop yourself
1: yeah so uh public schools in the united states very much have an employee mindset you're right uh we're training uh people in order to work for others but um i don't know i guess i lucked out and watching just watching people over time, I said, wow, and I tried to uh, learn as much as I could about having that entrepreneurial or uh, business owner mindset, where uh, Rich Dad talks about it the best, when uh, people look at a brand new car, they say, oh, I can't afford it, it's like, no, 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 you have to question it, you don't put it as a statement with a period at the end, you're like, mm-hmm. how can I afford it, yep. you try to think of creative ways around it, and you think of creative ways all the time, Uh, One of the things I taught my kids at school was that everybody has a million dollar idea in their head. Most people just forget about it, but uh, some people actually do things with it. You know, they make it work. They motivate, but uh, I'll give you an example. I have a buddy of mine. He's a contractor. He probably, he makes less than $50,000 a year, but um, right now uh, we're trying to find him. And I know the market's a little hot for it in this area. We're trying to find him a nice uh, triplex or, or four family or quadruplex in order to um buy it and uh in the united states they let you buy it with as little as three and a half percent down which is really cool so uh if you have a house that's worth three hundred thousand you can buy it for as little as ten or twelve thousand dollars down you know and uh, you can count part of the rents as income when you buy the property uh if you're going to live there
0: yeah that's awesome um, yeah So here you go. I mean, that that's the mindset that that, you know, you should have and again, I I love that by the way that you're helping like your friends and you know, like people around you, you know, so that that that's really, that's really awesome. So again, for the people who are like brand new in this space, like they're looking to get involved because they see everybody, it's almost everybody, their friends, family, like people getting involved into real estate. Now it's the it's the boom, like it's, it's, you know, it's a buyer's market. So what do you think? um, what will be the risks for people, you know, so they would pay attention to those before they go and invest. Sure. So risks, the main thing
1: you got to think about is that markets run in cycles. Okay. You, I'm not saying that we're at a top, but just be conservative or be careful when you're buying stuff. Uh, make sure you run the numbers and uh, I've been wrong on numbers before as well. Just, just think about how much it's actually going to cost to maintain the property. And how much you're actually going to get for rents, and try to figure that out. So, or if you're doing a fix and flip, uh, f- figure out what you're going to pay, what you're going to pay for it. If you have a house that's that's going to be worth two hundred thousand, and you're buying it for one twenty five, it depends on the market. Uh, if you're putting forty thousand dollars into it, then you can make money there. But you never know. If you if you think you have to put seventy five thousand dollars into that property, you're not making any profit because you have holding costs and what if there's an oops or something in the wall you didn't expect or a crack in some kind of heating pipe, there's plenty of uh, problems. You just need to uh, make offers and price it right, okay? One of the things that's cool about real estate is that it's free to look. So, I mean, you can go out there and look at properties. Uh, We have Lowe's and Home Depot's around, which they have free trainings and classes on how to teach how to paint and stuff like that. I mean, there's plenty of options, opportunities, and it's all about education. Uh, I call it the three-legged stool approach, okay? I talked about this. We had a viral post on Bigger Pockets last year. We had over 3,700 comments. And wow. basically, people ask all the time. The question was, so what's holding you back in real estate? And for most people to be successful, you need to be good at one of three things, okay? You either need to, be, you need, you need to have experience, you need to have uh, money, or you need to have time. And most people starting out have a lot of time. So go out there and use it, you know, go out there and uh, network, go out there and learn, go out there and see things. And uh, if you can find find that and then you're going to build experience for that time, if you can find something that you feel is a good deal, so it might give you a few bucks or something, even if it's just knowledge helping you along the way. Um, I'm helping people all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I can see that. I mean, you're helping us right now by doing this podcast. So I really appreciate you know, for, for you doing that. So what will be the things maybe you know, when you're touring the property, maybe we're not going to go with the multifamily, but you know, for the single family homes, because I think that will be an entry point for somebody who's looking to get involved with the real estate. So like, what what is the things and you know, indicators like, if you're going to buy it or not?
1: Okay, so I own a few single families right now. Um, basically, the first thing, especially if you don't know anything about real estate or almost anything, is I would try to bring someone with you that has a little more experience with you, mm-hmm. um, whether it's whether it's a real estate agent who's a professional or just like a handyman or contractor, or even a friend that knows how to fix things up and have them walk through a few properties with you. And so you can start to look at things and say, oh, I like the way that looks or all oh, that looks like it needs to be fixed. And over time you start to, to learn so we have a heating system an older heating system around called a snowman that's the nickname for it it's basically this very old heating system that they used to cover with asbestos to keep it uh, to keep it all insulated and everything else and I saw my first snowman about seven or eight years ago and I went up to it and I gave it a big hug I said "I've never seen one of these before they said, "Oh my God you just put asbestos all over yourself <laughs> it was just like a cool thing, you know, and I, I didn't get hurt or sick or anything else, but um, you, you start to see new things. Every single property you go into, you see something new.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? So yeah, you, what you mentioned is so true. If you just bring somebody who's already doing the thing that you want to do, if that will be a single family or, you know, fourplex, just, just bring a sophisticated, you know, investor that already is active, you know, doing those deals. Well, you want to spend
1: a lot of time, um, with, with people that are smarter than you anyway. Okay. Uh, I, I always like the rule. I don't know who came up with it, but you are the average of your five closest
0: friends. It's probably Jim Rohn or one of those people, probably Jim Rohn. So
1: I I literally, uh, around the time I started to buy property, I wrote down a list on a piece of cardboard of five of my closest friends. And I'm still friends with all of them. I still love them, everything else. But I wrote down their name. I wrote down what I thought their average salary was over the course of a year. And I also wrote down what part of the cash flow cash flow quadrant they would be in. Uh, wow. Were they an employee? Were they self-employed? Uh, were they an investor? Were they a big business person? I really didn't know any big business people, and uh, almost everybody everybody on that list was uh, was an employee. And I said, you know what? I got to move beyond that. And uh, I have I still have the same friends, but I also have more friends now, yeah. and many of them are more in the investor or self-employed space okay so now if i write down my five closest friends i i think of people that you know own 200 units or stuff like that
0: yeah yeah oh that that's super important i mean y- you know it's it's the truth like i don't know who came up with that rule again you know jim Rohn or zig ziglar there, there was a bunch of people that said the same thing but it's the the truth like it's, it's life facts and like if you're gonna stay around like stick around the the people that you know, they, they don't support your ideas, or like everything you do is just like, no, man, it's not going to work. And it's like, all the negativity comes down from from those type of people, it will discourage you because in the beginning, you need that, you know, lift to 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 go and do stuff, because maybe you just don't have at the moment in you. So you, you need somebody who will support you. So again, for the support, talking support, um, there's a lot of mentorship right mentorships right now that people offering six figures five figures you know mentorships and you know for brand new people who are looking to get involved into this business, would you recommend for them to get the business mentor?
1: Um, I go back and forth on it. Uh, we do offer mentoring as well. Our mentoring is a lot uh, less expensive. We do uh, basically uh, $75 an hour for mentoring. And, okay. Uh, Basically, you can pick the amount of time that you need. Uh, I worry about people that are spending the price of a whole college education—you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars—in order to uh, get a mentor. Uh, I do know people that do it, and I know people that yeah. have been successful because it's uh, it's just like throwing you into a pool and you don't know how to swim. It is definitely one way to learn quickly.
0: Yeah.
1: But um, it all depends on your own mindset. It depends on. If you can uh, set up your own goals and habits to be successful, I mean, uh, we, we've offered, uh, we've offered stuff like that where just call, once a week phone calls, see where you are, see how we can help you, stuff like that. I do worry about spending uh, more than about you know two or three thousand dollars on that to start. Will it help you? Absolutely, but it also, especially if you don't have a lot of cash to start, it really affects how you can put down down payments uh stuff like that i mean you could also work with a partner too which would help but basically in the end you just need to have the mindset and have an accountability partner whether you're paying for that partner or you're not paying for that partner, you need someone that's willing to tell you how it is like it is and hey listen you're not doing enough you suck get out there and do it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah if if you can take that i mean because there's a lot of you know people that are sensitive and you know like it's it's business like you you know the, the you need to like, man up or woman up and just get, you know, like, because life is harsh, you know, like, we we talk with wives sometimes, like, you know, life is, like, it's good, like, but you have to be, like, hard sometimes, you know, so having those people that will tell you straight in the face, like, man, you suck, like, go and do stuff and just, you know, that that is awesome like we definitely need those type of people in our lives so i've had free mentors like that over the years Uh, i had a guy that uh
1: that was very hard on me about five or six years ago he says you're not working hard enough you're not doing enough you should own this many properties by now flat out told me at a real estate meeting one time and uh, that pissed me off a little bit so Uh, what what did you do after uh so it pissed me off a a lot because uh, i did see him as a mentor even though it wasn't officially a mentor relationship um what I did is I went back and said, you know what, what am I doing? Right. What am I doing wrong? And uh, in the end, I gotta be honest with you, uh, this, you might not want to hear this, but I didn't change that much because I had a system that I was working. And, uh, one thing you'd find crazy is about two years later, he came back to me, he was going through a foreclosure and he says, uh, you know what, maybe you were right on some of this.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, exactly. So even though like it sounds like it's a mentor, you you sometimes need to evaluate and see like where you are. We, you know, what position you're you in know. the
1: end you need to make choices on your own uh um, yeah. could you could be right you could be wrong just you know you have to be honest with yourself and keep moving uh just like a ship uh in the ocean you know yeah. if if i'm trying to go from uh from my house to to uh europe uh a one degree turn can really affect uh where i end up landing you know what i mean mm-hmm. of the long haul. yeah
0: yeah, yeah. exactly so it, it depends like who you take for advice from because again you, at that moment you realize like, whoa, I need to go and take a look back, back on the drum board and see what I'm doing right, what wrong. And you like for you find out, like, no, I'm on the right path. But for some people that maybe they, they just take the advice and they don't even look at the background, like what, what type of person is giving their advice. Cause no, I did that mistake myself. I looked at the people before I started, you know, business, got involved with the business. I looked at the people who are in 40s, 50s, 60, older than me. And I always assume that th- these type of people are giving me advice, and it's a solid, good advice. I didn't look at their background and like, oh, like, are they business like-minded? Are they successful in life? I just looked at them like they're in fifties. Like they they know they must know something, and they, I used to take those advice. Yeah. Now with
1: advice, yeah, no, no. If they have, if they have more money than, than me, I'm willing to take their advice a lot more. Number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two, it's kind of like uh, I've heard it before. They say that uh, if if someone that's working harder than you says you're working too hard, that's one thing. But there's not a lot of people that might be working harder than you. A lot of people say, Oh, slow down, relax, this and that. It's like, yeah, I'll relax when I'm dead. Yeah. Okay.
0: Who knows? Maybe after that you're gonna still still keep going. <laughs> you know, who yeah. knows? We're gonna see you around somewhere, you know. So it, it's awesome, man. That that's a perspective that people should get So again, uh, coming back to personal development. Uh, maybe the people who are listening, they think like 75 bucks an hour, that doesn't sound a lot, but you know, maybe for somebody, they're just scraping pennies. And like, I do understand like times are tough for some people. So just like maybe, maybe they can find, you know, 15, 20 bucks in their pocket to grab a few books from, you know, Amazon. Yeah, So what, what those type of three business or personal development books would be.
1: All right. So back to the, back to the concept of money. You don't need any money to start in this business. You can go to the library and read plenty of books for free. You, you have this podcast. We have Instagram. There are plenty of free ways to gain knowledge. Yep. Um, if you want a step up, that's why we charge because I only have so much time in the day in order to uh, you know get things done, if you know what I mean. Yep. Uh, three books. Let's see. I, I hadn't planned on that. Uh, number one, uh, The Cashflow Quadrant. I know everybody says Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's a great book. But uh, the Cashflow Quadrant was actually the first uh, Robert Kiyosaki book that I read. And it yep. talked about those four different types of people uh, employees, self employed, big business owners, and investors. And yep. you got to figure out that more, 99% of people spend their whole life as an employee. Yep. But you have to get out there and you have, to, uh, you have to be investing. You have to make your money work for you. Mm. Okay. Um, oh, let's see another book uh, Atomic Habits. Uh just the whole concept of uh habits and goal setting. Atomic Habits is a is a great book. Um let's see a third one, huh? Uh, I, I know. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, so it depends on what industry you're in. Uh, but if you're focusing on real estate, just find a good book on real estate and, and a specific book on real estate. So bigger pockets has a bunch of different books on real estate. Yeah. Uh, I like syndication. So Joe Fairless has a great book on syndications right now.
0: have it there.
1: Um, yeah. Oh, do you, yeah. Yeah. I see it in the background. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there's, there's, uh, tons of books. I mean, I have stacks all the time. I'm, I just grabbed a book, uh, on uh, a different type of retirement investing called qrps by damien lupo i am not recommending it i haven't even cracked it open yet but i just got it out of i just got it for free at at the best ever conference i was at yeah
0: i i i I I seen uh david david lupo i think he was uh on witness some sometime on a show so yeah Yeah. great guy yeah damien yeah Damien. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Damon Lupa, That's awesome. Okay, yeah, so I'd great.
1: Just like uh, that, that little hat that you have there, that cash flow hat. I mean, I've read a bunch of Cardone's books, stuff like that. I wouldn't say uh, that I would specifically recommend one, but just get out there and read as much as you like, and you're going to find books that really say something to you. Yeah. You know, like uh, there's another one, Russell Brunson. I like a lot of his books. Uh, it's about uh, – there's another book called Tribes. So you start – I start spouting off. Uh, if yeah, you follow yeah, – yeah. You're following us on Instagram. We have a whole highlights. Uh, in our highlights, we have a whole book recommendation list. So you can just click through and see tons of different books. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the, the Millionaire Next Door uh, talks about how there are so many people that are worth a million bucks that you don't even know about. Just people that are quiet, live in their neighborhoods. Uh, I, I have a hashtag once in a while I use called Millionaires Drive Toyotas, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember the book, The Millionaire Next Door. I mean, because it caught my attention. I was, remember, it was a bookstore. I think they still sell it in the bookstores. And I remember I saw it like th- that was even before the business. I saw the book. I was like, man, that's probably. I looked at it like I saw like there's dollars like on a book cover, and it was like, oh, well, what is this book? Like, Millionaire and you know, and I opened it and I started reading like millionaires go and buy the pickup trucks and like they save money and somehow like, like the common sense just switched on and was like, man, that's not it. That's not it. That, that wasn't it, you know? So, but there's, there, there's definitely great books. The ones that you mentioned, like Cashflow Quadrant definitely recommend super great book. When I read it changed my entire life. You know, like when we talk about employee, self-employed business owner, big business, big business networks, that's the rich people. Rich people love the word networks, you know? So that's why I love talking with people like yourself to get to know, like, you know, like because your network is your network, right? So like, who do you, like, who do you know? But more than that, like who knows you? So it, it's super important. So again, like it's great, great book. Teaches a lot of, you know, wealthy, you know, people mindset principles. So definitely, yeah, I recommend. So transitioning to the podcast, I would love to, you know, just talk uh, about the Cash Flow Kings podcast. And your real estate agent helper, uh, VA business. So maybe we sure. can start with the cash flow, you know, podcast. Just you know, tell people what what do you talk about in it, like you know, what's the topics, how long you had it, and like where are you going with it.
1: Sure. So uh, the Cash Flow Kings. Uh, we're on uh, Apple, we're on Spotify, and we're on Google Play, and uh, you can easily connect through uh, Instagram for us too. It's a nice little green icon that looks like a shield with money and and everything else. Really cool. And, uh, what we try to do is we try to teach people, especially kind of like your podcast. We try to teach people that are more on the starting outside about how to make money in mostly the real estate game, but also businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big, one of the big ways to get started in real estate in the United States right now is called house hacking, mm-hmm. which is where you buy a multifamily. You live in one of the units and then you uh, go from there and uh, it allows you to, uh, grow and, uh, save on your own, uh, rental payments to yourself basically yeah uh i there's a, we have a lot of other people on though we've had uh people that talk about there was a girl she's a world traveler her name's uh, brooke tomasetti and uh she actually owns a triplex that she lives in one of the units but she's also a world traveler uh she works for a media company and she can basically work from anywhere it's an online social media company so she's house hacking but at the same point she's traveling and living her dream which is really cool. Uh we've had some big names on there. We've had Rod cleave talk about uh how he how he went from a multimillionaire down to zero and then came back which is really amazing.
0: Yeah, that's a crazy story. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, but
1: now we have uh there's uh, another guy uh Mark Perry. Mark Perry was from St. Louis. Um he got involved in drugs a little bit when he was a kid. He went to jail for it and uh he turned his life around through real estate and now uh he, uh, he's a multimillionaire and he's doing some big deals. I get to meet him in Baltimore, stuff like that. Uh, tons of great stories about people that were successful. Okay. Um, and I mean, sometimes we talk about losing money too. We'll give some educational ones. Uh, we've done one on, let's see, uh, just using other people's money and leverage. We've done one on using other people's time and how to use professionals the right way. You know, it's tons of different podcasts. We've we put out uh, probably about thirty something, and uh, we do some syndication stuff too. We try not to talk about that because that's not what the main focus of our podcast is. The main focus of our podcast is to help others with uh, money mindset and with an emphasis in cash flowing real estate.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a great great podcast. I'd like definitely recommend to go and you know subscribe in iTunes and you know it's a great great show. You've been running how long? You've been uh, Doing this uh, this podcast for now. So so we don't go crazy.
1: We are, we release two a month. Um, you know we got other businesses, other stuff going on. Uh, we were post on Instagram every day, but we release yeah. podcasts about two a month. I think we just released our thirtieth episode.
0: Here we go. Here we go. So it's it's the thirtieth.
1: The thirtieth great... was with Ellie Perlman. She used to. She grew up in Israel. She was a lawyer, and uh, she wanted to own real estate. She wanted to live a better life. She moved to uh, the United States, and now she buys large multifamilies with others. Kind of
0: cool. yeah 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 she's doing great yeah I, I know ellie like i would love to have her in the show as well so maybe if she's watching ellie come on yeah, so she might sometimes i actually sat down with her the other day we were hanging out for a few minutes and talking yeah yeah she she's great she i i love because again it's it's like uh i know i'm gonna be doing an, an episode with uh alina alina Trigub. Oh, cause yeah. I know like, yeah, when I see the ladies, like in real estate space, it's just, you know, it, like, it's like, wow, man, it's very impressive. Cause it's, it's kind of a real estate. That's kind of a man space, right? Like for, for the men and, you know, like dressed in suits and everybody's sophisticated and talking, you know, the talk and, and I understand that, but you know, but when I see the ladies, it's like, man, this is awesome. You know, cause you know, so you, you just
1: Alina is one of the smartest women I know. Uh, I sat with her on a panel and i was looking at her in awe she really is uh, wicked smart we'll say that
0: yeah 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 can't wait to have her uh, up, uh, an interview with her as well so uh, what what about real is real agent helper can you talk about the va business and why did you decide to open a va business and what, what, what you're planning to do with it what type of services do you offer sure so real
1: agent helper and you can go to realagenthelper.com we're also on instagram everywhere else Uh, basically what we do is we provide, um, services to people specifically in real estate, but it doesn't have to be in real estate. And we have virtual assistants that help in four major ways. Uh, the first major way is like social media support. Uh, a second way would just be, uh, secretary replacement, somebody that would, that could basically answer phones for you and do paperwork for you. Um, we have another way is just like social media, not social media, uh, email and CRM stuff. So, Mm -hmm. uh, if, if you have people that you want to figure out and place them into different groups and send out emails to them. Yeah. And, uh, the last way would be, uh, Email and uh, oh, calendar management is another big one too. Where people just yeah. want, so you might take one of our virtual assistants and you might give them access to your uh, your email, and they'll clean up the email and they'll put up all the stuff onto a calendar for you on what you have coming up, et etc. It's really cool, and basically, it's a lot less expensive than hiring someone full time in your own office because we are leveraging other parts of the world. Uh, most of our uh, agents are from the Philippines. Yeah, And they speak great English. They have, uh, Filipinos have a very hard, uh, good work ethic, mm-hmm. everything else. I I haven't had to worry about one of them yet. And uh, basically we can give them a, a, they get paid better than what, uh, than they would normally get paid in the Philippines. Yeah. And uh, we can give a discount to people that use them here in the United States. And in, uh, we don't have any clients in Europe yet, but we, we could. It's not, it's not really that big of a difference
0: yeah 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 that that is great so you, you know because again like real estate business of somebody's really, you know if you're watching if you're running real estate business, you understand like it's a full time job already you know and like having all these tasks you know like social media answering phone's calendar and maybe it sometimes it could be frustrating because again like and I'm always saying to real estate people like because again, I have a social media company as well. We work with real estate companies and it's like everybody, like I mentioned, the client said like, look, Martin, like, I don't want to learn how to do social media. Like, this is not my intent. Like I'm a real estate investor and that's what I'm going to do. And that's what you're saying. The calendar, the phone calls, CRMs, like, you know, if you're looking to run a business, like delegate, delegate the tasks, those, you know, daily, you know, boring so-called tasks, you know, to other people and to other companies fairly simple. Cause I, you know, I'm doing exactly the same, you know, for, for myself. So 2020 goals, again, March is just starting in a few days, 28th of February for people who are watching. So maybe you can tell people and share some of the personal business goals that you're planning to accomplish this year. Sure. So personal business goals, oof, you, you didn't prep me for this one. Uh,
1: let's see. <laughs> So for Real Agent Helper, we honestly do not make any money necessarily. I've not pulled a dime out of that business yet. Uh, We've had it for over a year. It's just sitting there growing. And what it does is it helps helps me network. So uh, there's there's a bunch of people, I won't mention any of their names, that are in the real estate space that are using us. And, uh, it's, re- it's really cool. So it helps build stronger connections for me to, to work with people that are, that are basically bigger than me in real estate right now. Yep. So, uh, we offer them a deal. We, we make it so it works for them. It works for us. And we go from there. Uh, personal goal is that by the end of the year, we're hoping to ha- open a full office in the Philippines for a uh, real agent helper. Nice. Um, yeah, it is pretty cool. Uh, I'll have my first, uh, foreign business entity. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we've already talked to lawyers, stuff like that. We've been, he's, uh, my partner Pedro's looked at a few spaces. Um, let's see. Uh, we, we already hit our first cashflow Kings business goal for the year was to hit 10,000 followers, which was really nice on Instagram. Um, other, other goals for that. Uh, we have a big event coming up in, uh, in May in uh, a place called, uh, Fall River, Massachusetts, Mm -hmm. uh, we, we consider Fall River to be what they call an emerging market in real estate. So with that emerging market, we're trying to teach other people, especially um, people that even people that are just starting out buying their first triplex to uh, how to buy in uh, those kind of markets. And uh, basically that city is changing a lot because they're getting a new rail system from Boston. And uh, Boston's a pretty hot market right now. So it's very expensive to live in Boston. So if you can go by train or commuter rail to one of the local cities, it's going to bring up housing prices a lot in that area for better or for worse, but it'll allow people to make money. And, uh, you know, might as well help teach others how to make money in that space as well. So that's May 16th. So, uh, a personal goal is to, uh, fill that room if you know what I mean. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. one step at a time. So let's see other, uh, goals. Um, I'm not sure. We're gonna sell a few of our single families this year just for where we are in the market. Uh maybe be a general partner, or another syndication, buy something hopefully in the hundred unit space. Uh we'll see. And mm-hmm. uh that's probably about it. I mean, I I should have better goals. I had real strong goals last year. This year, um, my goals have not been as strong, but um I will at the same point, at the click of a switch and writing it down on a piece of paper, I could start a new goal tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Because, again, what you mentioned, remember before uh, we, we spoke, you said, when I, like, when I do stuff on a daily basis, like you, you said, um, you think about yourself as lazy. And other people who are watching you from the side thinking like, oh, my God, you, you have all these tasks done like in a day. It's crazy. So again, maybe what you look like right now for for your like personal goals, you think like ah, you know, it's I don't think big goals. But somebody who's watching from the side, they're like, oh my god, these are big goals. Like opening an office somewhere in Philippines, you know, you're you're planning. You probably cr- gonna cross uh, a 1K in in indoors under management. So you know, you definitely you know doing big stuff. But for you, again, it's it just became a routine, and it's like you know. It's not a big deal for you, but it's, it's awesome, definitely. And yeah, so For example, in, uh, in March, I am uh, speaking at this big three-day convention in North
1: Carolina, which is kind of cool. That'll be my first real major speaking engagement. Uh, nice. it's, not, it's, it's not a money thing. It's a, a networking thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you start to build yourself out there.
0: Yeah, that that is phenomenal. I love, you know, the way that you're giving back again f- through the content, like the podcast, you know, Instagram posts, you know, they're they're funny, engaging, they're educating, you know, and, and you're doing, you know, you go and speak and all of that. So you, you're a go-giver for sure, man. So, you know, because uh, you, when you mentioned VAs, uh, have you came across Neil Bawa before? You probably I, got some. I, yeah. I know Neil Bawa very
1: well. Him and I, uh, we hung out in Colorado this week yeah Uh, he does a great job with the virtual assistant space uh he was actually on our podcast uh he talked a little bit about virtual assistants on our
0: podcast as well yeah 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 so again for the people who are watching like you you want to learn more about that i mean you you can find episodes uh i think we're going to be talking with him sometime in the future as well because i I spoke with him on messenger just like with yourself and uh looking to have him on because he's yeah he's a big. Big guy when it comes to virtual assistants. So,
1: so the, the biggest difference between him, between him and us is that he keeps all of his virtual assistants in-house. Like he spends a lot more time on the hiring process and now he's big enough that he has a system and everything else. We're yeah. more helping people that just need one or two VAs and aren't going to go crazy. Yeah. And we interview, you know, hundreds to get one. So that's why. Yeah. A, a little difference. He's he's more of the big business kind of VA and we're, we're kind of like the small business and investor VA.
0: Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome, love it. So, okay, so, I love it, man, like, like all the information, the story, I love the stories, by the way, and that's why I think people are coming in here for the stories, again, you have the story that's, that is still in the making, uh, you know, you, you're gonna accomplish some big things, you know, this year and going ahead, because again, like business is, is a marathon, like it, it's not a sprint. So like, I, I would be, it would be super awesome to have your own, like after five or 10 years and see where you are in, in that position you're going to be huge by that time you know so that that's phenomenal man well think about it it's all about the growth trajectory as long as you keep moving forward every day you're going to be fine exactly exactly so and you do that on a very rapid speed so you know that's 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 beautiful so for the people who are watching and maybe they would like to get in contact with you maybe ask a few questions or just to follow you on social media what will be those those platforms
1: so i mean frank padolano i am all over whether it's on um LinkedIn or, uh, bigger pockets, Facebook, all that stuff. If you really want to follow us a lot, um, the cashflow Kings is on every single form of social media, whether it's TikTok or, uh, Facebook, uh, anywhere where we're, we're there on Instagram, obviously. And, uh, we try to, we try to put out new stuff each and every day um always giving cool like little memes or educational things we had a meme uh last month that had fifteen thousand views i'm like yay you know stuff like that was really cool
0: yeah 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 oh you do a lot on social media i see that as well again with instagram and you know you're you're engaging a lot so my
1: my phone is blowing up as we speak but that's that's fine uh they can wait you know this is more important (laughs) right now
0: that's awesome that's awesome i love it again guys i'm going to include all the links as always down below so we can go and follow up you know with, with frank and just engage with him just follow each other on on instagram twitter linkedin because i know you're you're active on all these platforms facebook like we connected go and subscribe to the podcast i think you have a youtube channel as well right we do yeah so go go and check it out the youtube channel and just you know ask a questions you know check it out the free content which they are giving a lot of free stuff, you know, a lot of advice about real estate investing, money mindset, as he mentioned. So, you know, again, it's, it's been a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. You know, I hope you, you, you had a good time. Well, I sure I did. And I guys, uh, for you guys who are watching this episode, please like, subscribe to the channel. And as always, I'm gonna see you on the next episode. Thanks.